Freedom is not a gift from government. Freedom is a gift from God. Welcome to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, 5 foot 2, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Yes, indeedy, it is hump day, and I'm about ready to get over the hump because there's somebody left some with chocolate chip cookies that somebody left in the in the lunchroom in there in the station. I love when I come in and find some goodies because in addition to donuts, I love anything sweet. Nothing you want to share there, my dear? I'm not a sweets guy. I Bring know in you're some not. fried chicken. I'm good to go. <laughs> Here we go talking, kicking off the show with food again because um, I always have food on my mind. Hey, I got lots and lots and lots on my mind today. And I'm going all over the place from Florida, down by way of Texas on the border in Texas, up by way of NYC, and then back over here to California to talk about the recall election. I've got Congressman Andy Biggs, my favorite congressman, is going to be here to talk about uh, all the hot topics of the day. And then Tom DeBacaro from Political Vanguard, uh, book author, contributor to Fox News and Fox Nation, will be here. He is the former chairman of the Republican Party for California. So it's it's interesting uh, what's going on with that recall. And I, I've got I've got some I'm going to put him on the hot seat. I'm going to put Tom Dell in the hot seat. He hasn't been under this much pressure since he supposedly fished for wild, you know, big Tom. We still right? need pictures. Where was it? He was supposedly fishing like up in like the the Russian water. I don't know like where he was fishing. All I know. And you, you and I know Tom very well, very fashionably dressed. I cannot picture Tom on a fishing boat. Right. Dead, deadliest catch. He claimed that he once worked on deadliest catch. OK, I ain't believing that. I'm, I'm thinking Tom Dell's never even been put through anything as tough as my sorority rush. Um, anyway, y'all know that voice. That That's the man, the myth, the legend. That's DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. We're putting the interests of America first. They're part of a long American tradition of proving democracy's critics wrong, of showing that we have the courage to stand up for what is right and what is necessary. And I hope, Andrea, that more and more people, as we do shows like these, continue to stand up, because that's what it's going to take. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of standing up, a lot of um, being speaking boldly, and also uh, making sure that we organize and mobilize. And you know that they're going to continue as things get worse, as they continue to fight the truth. Right now, what's going on is they are doing everything that they can to f- to to stop the free flow of information relating to the truth around the shots. I did watch the Stop the Shot conference today, and I'm going to share with you guys some of the highlights from that. They want to stop you from knowing. I mean, you see mainstream media anywhere showing what's happening at the border and the buses Nothing. and what's going on there. We're going to talk to Congressman Andy Biggs about that. They're trying to stop you from knowing the truth about what's going on with children, about anything related to the elections and, and what's happening there with the election fraud. It's all one big Pravda game of while they're accusing Trump and MAGA and the the Tom Renzes and the Dr. Peter McCullough's of the world of mis, of disinformation, they have been doing nothing but waging a disinformation campaign for many years on us. And so we've got to make sure that we are preserving a, a, a means for us to to share our information, to share the truth, to socialize, mobilize, and organize. And that's OurFreeNation.org. I am streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. Um, I will soon begin streaming on uh, OurFreeNation.org. And I ask you to join me there on the social media platform site that's completely free of big tech. No spying, no government spying, 
uh, no data stealing, even secure email, there even too. even encrypted email, um, because they the it, the censorship and deplatforming is only going to get worse and worse and worse because they've just about gotten enough Americans to um, buy into the hoax and the propaganda. I mean, today, and not that any of you care what Jennifer Aniston has to say, but when you see a woman who's about fifty years old coming out. And saying she's given up friends because people and, and let quote let people go because they refuse to tell her their vaccination status. You gotta be the arrogance, the sense of entitlement to push out the the selfishness to act as though our freedoms and any of us in the United States of America who want to exercise our constitutional right of light to pursue life, liberty, and happiness in, in any way that we choose. That we that 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 those of us that want to to live freely are the selfish people, and not you 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 fascists that are out there. It's crazy, and I and I want to thank. I was on Newsmax this morning from eight to nine, as I am every Wednesday morning, and somebody sent me this email. And feel free to email me at andrea k at andrea k show dot com. And um, oh, that's a different email that I wanted to read. I get lots of emails these days. Um, it was a compliment. You know, usually, usually I know I nailed it on Newsmax when I get the hate mail. Um, but this person emailed me today and said it was Marvin. And he said, well, this is somebody recommending fascist. Sorry. I, like I said, I'm getting lots of emails these days. Let me find the one that I wanted to, to read out to you guys. He said, wow, you are awesome. Thank you. He said, I've been waiting for someone covering all of this insanity to actually come out and directly, boldly, confidently call this spade a spade. A very refreshing. And I hope promoting comments you made on Newsmax um, uh, 7-4. So he's referencing back to a previous uh, Newsmax interview I did. And the reason why I want to read this out is because... Um, Tom Renz said on my show last night that part of the problem that we've got with with getting the truth out there is there are so-called conservatives in media that aren't calling a spade a spade like I did on Newsmax today. Hat tip to Newsmax for having me on and actually increasing my time from 7.30 a.m. for one segment to a whole hour from 8 to 9 every Wednesday. And they never try to tell me what I can say, what I can't say, as long as I follow FCC rules. Um, but I am pretty much the only one I ever see on conservative outlets on TV, speaking some bold truth, right? And Tom Wren said last night that it's because he's going to go public when he confirms it, that the, quote, conservatives in media and even in our government, because I was concerned with some of the comments DeSantis made about the vaccine, about how they're getting paid to push this leftist crap. And then tonight, what did I hear? I saw Greg Kelly, as I was getting ready to come into the station, do an entire hour on why it's a political witch hunt against Governor Andrew Cuomo and the allegations that came out. And he had Alan Dershowitz on, and they played the same clip over and over again that was cringy, but clearly not crossing a line, and that was his justification. Meanwhile, this is something like a 56-page report. They supposedly have emails, text messages to corroborate some of the allegations, including that he put his hands on someone's breast. And their private parts. Let me tell you, Greg Kelly, I don't know if you're just trying to get attention for yourself tonight. Well played, if so. But it's one thing to say as conservatives that we believe in innocent until proven guilty. And we don't think anybody should be railroaded like what happened to Brett Kavanaugh with false accusations leading to child protective services being called. He lost his job at Harvard. And there's another thing to come out and go on national TV and tell me, pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. 
you you want to say he's innocent until proven guilty, fine. But to come out and take the stance that he's done absolutely nothing wrong and that he's he's on the receiving end of a witch hunt is incredibly irresponsible. If he was so innocent, why would we find out today that the head of some um, LBGT community who once worked in the office and Alfonso David coordinated with one of the staffers to leak damaging information about one of the accusers and do an attack on, on one of the accusers through the media following the same playbook as Hillary Clinton? Why would, why would members of the hashtag MeToo movement be coordinating with the governor's office and propping up a defense? Why would Chris Cuomo from CNN be referenced in there and how he was crafting arguments from CNN to help his brother defend himself if this man was innocent? Are you on the take, Greg Kelly? I got to ask that question. I'm absolutely astounded. Look, I get that Cuomo killing 15,000 seniors in nursing homes is a far bigger scandal. And I guarantee you, and I agree with you this on this, Greg Kelly, I do believe that the reason why, and I said it at the time, that suddenly these Democrat women, they were all happy, you know, to support Cuomo. Um, you know, these allegations came out and timed because they wanted to get rid of Cuomo because they didn't want um, other states. There were other states that followed the same pattern of killing seniors, and, and they wanted to get out ahead of that. But that doesn't mean the allegations aren't true. You can, you can see that the timing was meant to throw him under the bus to avoid conversations about what's going on and, and still recognize that this man is a, is a sexual predator. It's absolutely astounding to me. It's disappointing when we see conservatives take this kind of tact, either for ratings or because they're compromised. I tell you who doesn't appear to be compromised. I've been, I've been following him. I've interviewed him. I follow him on Twitter. He's my favorite congressman for a reason. It's Congressman Andy Biggs. We're going to take a, a skinny, tiny little break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Andy Biggs about the scourge, the invasion at our border that nobody's talking about, uh, the seizure of private property in the form of uh, not allowing evictions and more. So stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Okay, everybody, repeat after me. Say it with me. Vaccine mandates violate civil liberties. Guess who said that today and tweeted that out today? My favorite congressman, Andy Biggs, and he joins me now. Hello, Congressman Biggs. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Andrea, good to be with you. Good to be with you. Okay, so um, maybe we need to say that louder and, and, and shout it so they can hear us all the way into uh, New York City, right? And all, and all the rest of the places around around the country where they're pushing today. To try to um, get the, you know, they started with New York, right? Because they want to carry this across the country. And um, you're one of the only people who's saying that today. And it's, it, it's it, what I said on Newsmax this morning is that um, it's easier to get into this country illegally than for an American citizen to get into a restaurant right now in New York City. Um, are we are, are we already gone? Are we already a country that no longer has a constitution? Are we already under socialist rule with forced mandates and open borders? Where are we at? Well, I, I'll tell you, we, we're not all the way there yet, but I will tell you that we're really, there's a schism in the country. So you have places, New York, L.A., uh, the West Coast primarily, the East Coast, New England states, Detroit, Chicago, some of those upper Midwest states, and a few of the big urban areas. 
they are all they're all gone as, as to to the Marxist side. They're neo-fascist. They want to use big big uh, marry big tech with big government and control us. The other places, the Sun Belt is fighting back and going with what we know in the Constitution and what we as uh, uh, free Americans believe, and that is individual rights, individual responsibility, individual measure of risk, and and your rights are protected by uh, by the government. That's what government's supposed to do under the Constitution. So. Andrea, I wouldn't say we're gone yet. I would say that we have a massive schism. And the question is, will we ever get reunited or will one of those, will, will we see a separation or are we going to see something um, where, where we just can't ever get back together politically? Well, I don't know that I have anything in common. I mean, I, I'm not interested in bipartisanship with people that think that, I, that I, it doesn't matter whether or not I've had a disease or a virus. Doesn't matter what's going on with with um, whether or not somebody's pregnant. It, it doesn't matter. They just feel like um, they've got the right to dictate to me and whether or not I've got to be jabbed and and tell me whether or not I'm allowed to you know evict somebody that's not paying me rent and tell me whether or not I'm allowed to keep my business open uh, and how I'm supposed to do that. What I'm supposed to pay people, whether or not who I'm allowed to hire and fire. I don't have anything in common with those people, and I think it's time for us to say no. We're not going to reach across the aisle and work with people that want to destroy us or turn us into Havana, Cuba. Oh, I, I'm with you 100%, as you know. Um, look, I, I hear people say, I get asked this, who, guess who asked me this? Chambers of Commerce asked me this. Can you work with people across the aisle? And, and I tell them, these people think I'm the enemy. Mm-hmm. They, think, they, think, they think that I am evil, and they, some of them want to put me in jail and gulag. Some of them would, would like to see me die. Um, look, here's the deal. We have got to resist. Mm-hmm. Americans who love this country have to resist. I'm not calling for a civil war. What I'm calling for is, is we can rise up. We, there are more of us who are center-right in this country than the other side. But right now, um, we don't have enough people that, are, that, that believe in that. And I do, and you do. And we have to keep resisting because the, the reality is they will keep pushing until they get the, the Marxist mediocrity, which means that we're all equally broke and mm-hmm. equally poor and we look like Venezuela. And so, so it's, it's, it's on the cusp. We've reached an existential uh, moment in the, in the United States of America, but I still believe that most people are center right. And that's why I say the schism's great. The question is, is will, will it ever be bridged or, or is it irrede- irredeemable? Is, it, is that separation irredeemable? Look, uh, you know, there's people tweeting out today, it's time for the great divorce because, you know, we're not on board with this great reset. I think it would be a challenge to go along those lines um, because of uh, dividing up the resources in this country, the natural resources, industry, um, you know, our military and, you know, different government institutions. But I think it's doable. And I think it's something we got to consider because I, I, it is not a consideration for me to submit to somebody. I said I said the other day, if if and right now you cannot get if you have anything even remotely related to any kind of head cold, sniffle, allergy reaction, you got a cough of any kind, they're going to deny you any medication and they're going to hope that they can get you sick enough to where you're dying in a hospital if you're unvaccinated or unjabbed and have you do a video saying, you know, oh, you know, if I had only gotten jabbed. And I said, look, if I end up being denied medication and I die in a hospital, it better go viral. Me saying I was denied treatments that and cures that worked like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. 
budesonide and more we have this is the hill that we need to die on as conservatives the forced jabs be uh, the uh, and the reason why they're going after desantis in florida as i said on newsmax today is because he has proven with his policies that everything that the cdc and fauci was about was wrong that that a collective forced communistic approach that everybody has to submit equally regardless of any threats regardless of who they are as an individual uh, was wrong and that all he needed to do was to get rid was to protect the most vulnerable uh, and that category even in of itself had a 99.4 percent recovery so that's why they're going after desantis today because he's proven them wrong meanwhile we still you know we we need what I think we need to do is in cities like New York, we need civil disobedience. Now in Illinois, I'm hearing in the city of Atlanta, back to not just vax passes, but now back to full mask mandates. We've got schools that are that are supposedly being being, uh, you know, back to kids being forced to be masked. And I think that if we rise up, there is more of us than them. Andy Biggs. And I think if we all rise up and say, no, I'm not shutting down my business. I'm not going to require somebody to show a vax pass. I'm not going to put a mask on my kid. If the, if the many millions of us who believe that just said no and resisted, I think we'd have this one. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. That's what, so that's why um, I was trying to make the point um, when we did the mask list march from the Senate to the House how absurd it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the Senate, you know, our mask, the, the house, you got to wear masks. And, it, and, <laughs> and, and it, it's just absolutely, all this stuff has been insane. And it's all been to uh, designed to control and, and gain more control mm-hmm. over the American people. That's what this has been about. And that's what, that's why if it, it really broke my heart a year, over a year ago, when I saw people immediately succumb to all of this stuff. And, and I, and I would say, and you, you were saying at the same time, there were a handful of us saying this, that, you, you you can't immediately comply because they don't just want you to bend the knee. Mm-hmm. They want you to totally submit to their will. And uh, if you don't do it with the right attitude, that's still not good enough. That's still not good enough. So you got you got some heroes like Ron, uh, Governor DeSantis, that are out there pitching, uh, you know, and, and some of these other governors that are coming along. But I believe, I believe that parents uh, have had enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think I, I look at Loudoun County, Northern Virginia. Uh, I, I had uh, uh, one of my relatives lived there for a while. I know that county. It's it's pretty liberal, and they went berserk uh, over CRT. And so, so you combine CRT with with the, the control of the mask. And don't forget something that you a point you made earlier. A lot of this is being done specifically to basically distract Americans from how bad the regime is. Mm-hmm. And we, we, this is a regime. It's not, a, it's not an administration anymore. It's a regime. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a federal government. We have a national government. Mm-hmm. That's the distinction. That's where we have to get back. And so, so I applaud DeSantis and other governors, other legislatures. They've got, at the state level, they have to take their sovereignty back. It was granted unto them under the Constitution. They've got to exercise it. Yeah, absolutely. And what can they do about the border? A story that hardly anybody's talking about right now is the absolute invasion going on at the border. I mean, the videos of buses with thousands and thousands and thousands. I don't even know how many thousands of people, millions have come into this country already this year. They're being loaded up on buses. They're not even being given court dates. You know, we know that most of them don't come to court dates anyway, but can you at least pacify me if you're going to 
uh, you know, open the door and allow everybody to come in, at least try to make me feel good by putting a court date on the, but, and then they're being loaded up on buses and sent out anywhere they want. If you actually think that anything coming out of the Biden administration has anything to do with concerns for health, just look at the border. You got to know it doesn't, right? It doesn't have anything to do with that. And what, what can the, what can the states do and the governors to stop this? Well, in my opinion, uh, this is an Article 4, Section 4 uh, invasion clause issue. Um, the, the, the states can act if the federal government uh, fails to control for an invasion. You cannot tell me that 210,000 uh, uh, encounters or apprehensions last month, that's, and then you have known and unknown getaways that probably match that. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that three to 400,000 people entering our country illegally in a 30-day period is not an invasion. And so, so the, again, the governors, they can, get their, they can get their state troopers out there. They can get the, the, uh, their National Guard out there. Uh, You've got to get the county sheriffs. You've got to get your attorney generals. They've got to enforce state laws of every kind, whether it's trespass, drugging, drug trafficking, human trafficking. All the states have those laws, and they need to start in, uh, um, arresting people and enforcing them. And that means the legislature is going to have to give them money. And, look, the, the idea for this comes from me from when Janet Napolitano, you know Janet Napolitano, mm-hmm. she used to be our governor. She, even when she was the governor, she submitted a bill of millions and millions of dollars to the federal government because the federal government was not uh, uh, protecting the Arizona border at that time. Mm-hmm. So these are the things that they've got to do, and and um, we've got to keep pushing this because it's gonna, not just going to be 210000 in in the coming month. It's going to be two and a quarter, something like that, because it just grows. And by yeah. the way, uh, I'm going to be introducing a, a resolution to impeach uh, 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 Secretary Mayorkas. This is he has basically abdicated his duty um, and he's, he's he's basically not enforcing the law. And that to me is a high crime or a misdemeanor. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And where where is Kamala Harris, by the way, Congressman Biggs? Anybody seen her? Ms. Borders are. Is she down there? Is she down there in a sombrero hiding out, handing out bus tickets? I mean, where is she? <laughs> You know what? She's. Uh, we don't know. We really don't know where she is or what she's doing, and and we were hoping that she'd be the tax czar because obviously she does nothing. So, so uh, <laughs> then, then you knew you wouldn't get a tax if she was in charge of it because she's she's basically missing. She's missing in action, and uh, she's an embarrassment. Uh, and Joe Biden's an embarrassment. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I love. And we're going to have to. Excuse me for interrupting before I let you go, but uh, everybody follow Congressman Biggs on Twitter. And Congressman, I got to talk to you about my new social media platform and get you over there, OurFreeNation.org. But you can see the video, if you haven't seen it today, of DeSantis smacking down Biden, right? When Biden, Biden, the White House and Jen Psaki is trying to pick a fight with DeSantis. And let me tell you, uh, they've already lost the battle in the ring against him. And it was a a, technical knockout, if not a full-on beatdown today with what he said against Biden. He said something like, you know, when you you go do your job, man, and you close the border and don't say crap to me about coronavirus, right? That's right. That's right. And the thing thing is, when, when, when Biden, who's cognitively, cognitively disabled, and, and Jen Psaki, who is, is, is not very bright, or if she is, she sure <laughs> hasn't shown it, um, they go against a guy who is smart mm-hmm. and tough mm-hmm. and unafraid, and that's Ron DeSantis. It's going to be ugly, and, and, and basically he dismantled them totally in his press conference today, 
and I was watching and I was cheering and I'm like, yeah, this is mm-hmm. this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Yeah, like so. in a boxing analogy, there was some boxing match where somebody bit Mike Tyson on the ear and he just <laughs> beat them down. That's what it was like today. It's like Jin Saki tried to and Biden tried to bite DeSantis on the ear and he just did a beat down and left them drooling in the corner. Congressman Biggs, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you giving us the time and what you're doing to fight for for freedom. And we need to give credit to those uh, in Congress that are actually working for us and on our behalf. And you do. Thank you. Thank you, Andrea. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. Thanks. All right. Now, stay tuned because we got to talk a little governor recall on the other side of the break. I got a question for Mr. Tom DeBacaro about... uh, Uh, he's in the know and he knows everybody in the Republican uh, California party, what they're doing to protect the election and why they haven't endorsed anybody in the race. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K show and like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K spelled K A Y E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Super fun night for me. Two of my favorite dudes. We just had Congressman Andy Biggs on, and now we got our buddy Tom Del Beccaro, who hopefully wasn't listening at the top of the show because we were t- having some fun. <laughs> With him, he, of course, is the author of The Divided Era, a writer of many articles that are featured on Fox Nation and Fox News and Political Vanguard, former head of the Republican Party for California. I'm out of breath extolling all the experience and the history of this man politically. Hello, my dear. Hey, how are you? Great to be on. Thanks for inviting me. Okay. well, you might not you might not be saying thank you after I get done with you. Because oh, I might have. I, we oh. <laughs> well, listen, man, first of all, you post a question on Facebook and I'm reading it here. What liability does the employer face if it mandates vaccines and someone develops an adverse reaction short or long term? And my response was, you're the comma J.D. man. You're the attorney and a and business gonna, one at that. And I'm going to tell you. OK, there's no there's no limitation on their liability. There's no law that says employers, if they do this and force it are liability free. There are laws that say that employers can't be sued if someone gets sick because of COVID, but the vaccine is a different story. And I pose this question because the CEO of Delta rightfully said, it's pretty hard for us to mandate it when it remains without FDA approval in effect is what he said. Mm-hmm. And here we have throughout our state and other states, these employers forcing people if they want to keep their job mm-hmm. to do this. Now, some will say, well, you don't have to have that job. Well, it's not a stretch to believe that in a pandemic and troubled economic times when people have no choice, and certainly no one knows the long-term effects of these, that that not, might not be the case. And uh, especially when it comes to the government uh, forcing it on the, uh, the military, on government hospitals sub- with people subject to union uh, jobs. So this story hasn't been written, but I'm telling you, we're going to look back at this moment and it's not going to be as clear as the, as the herd wants it to be. 
Absolutely. Um, yeah, and the idea, Christy Nome tweeted that out yesterday. She tried to be very clever. You know what? If you don't want to work for an employer who's forcing this on you, guess what? You can go get another job and experience freedom there. So then what if um, pressure from the government has 90% of all businesses forced the vaccine? You've got, what, two job two job opportunities? Oh, and, oh, just quit, right? And, you know, spoken like a true little government elitist. Uh, what about if you've got a 401k? What if you've got insurance there and you've got your family on your insurance there? It's absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous, um, you know, and of, and of course, and these remember are, yeah. the first socialist law is not the last. So right. the employers getting hit with this may wind up what with a government bailout, just like mm-hmm. they had to bail out the insurance companies with Obamacare because uh, of those kind of things. This is the danger of a big government. You can discuss out loud the merits of having to take that shot or not, but. This story isn't written completely. There are pros and cons to taking it, uh, but forcing it is a different issue. Well, it's interesting because, you know, um, they've got they've got almost like what was my train of thought here? Um, The the attorney. Real quick. Final. Final. Yes. Final point, though. Because so many of employers are wanting to force this out of fear of facing yeah. lawsuits if somebody gets the Rona on there at work. But the reality is, is they might end up facing more lawsuits if they force a vaccine on somebody that has ends up putting them in the hospital or killing them. So employers, exactly. something to, so, yeah, something to think about. OK, the recall. OK, did I also see on Facebook today? Former chairman of the Republican Party of California saying you don't think the Republican Party needs to get behind one uh, one uh, you know candidate in the race and this recall, which is just the greatest opportunity we've had to take back the state in a while. I don't. We don't need to. There's no major Democrat in the race, and the Republican Party should not fight among itself and risk having people stay at home and not getting to fifty percent on question number one. So let's just say that they support a candidate who could be the best funded of the candidates if he gets the endorsements. And that's the reason it happens. Then what happens? The people who don't get endorsed, their people stay at home. And then you don't get to yes on number one. I guess the reason why uh, that's a good point and and that's a valid point. Who knew that Tom Del Vaccaro could make valid points politically? Book author and and (laughs) why why do I love you? (laughs) However, here's the other. Let me play devil's advocate. If the Republican Party gets behind one candidate and puts money behind them, then that can help. um, If if people are going to. then that that helps that helps name recognition and it helps get more people out to to vote yes it and could. oh by the and oh by the way hear me out the other side of that is I've I've interviewed um, I think everybody but Larry at this point who's who's running for governor and I would expect that anybody that's prepared to vote for them is is equally fired up in replacing Gavin Newsom as they are about having that person take over right I don't I don't know that anybody's going to not go vote for Kevin Kiley because the Republican Party didn't endorse Kevin Kiley. I don't know that they're going to not vote to go and, 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 and replace Gavin Newsom if, Kevin, if their guy yeah. Kevin Kiley if doesn't get the endorsement. If they stay at home because the Republican Party does something favoring one candidate over another, I think there's a significant risk there. Um, keep in mind, 
I'm talking to Andrea Kay here, who mm-hmm. doesn't like a lot of what the Republican Party has turned into True. in California mm-hmm. of, uh, of recent, and they could wind up endorsing someone you don't like. Oh, yeah. They could, and then what would you do? Then you'd be a, fighting with the Republican Party. That's a good and point. No, no general looks at his troops and says, okay, I want Regiment 1 to fight Regiment 2, and then we're going to go fight the enemy. But don't we do that in primaries? Don't we do that in primaries? Yes, but we don't have that luxury now because it's just one ballot. All right. Memo to me. Don't invite. Right now, I made the I made a mistake that's taught in law school one hundred and one. Don't ask a question if you don't if if Ah. you're not if you're not going to get the answer you want. (laughs) Well, no, you've convinced me. New polling's out that shows Gavin Newsom is now clearly below fifty percent. It shows that Latinos fifty four percent to forty want this, Mm -hmm. Uh, and so and every day he he trots out. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, that me. If you're six weeks from an election and you're bringing someone on TV who appeals only to your far left, your the far side of your base, that's an admission that you're reeling. And yeah. we need to complete this and go to rescuecalifornia.org. Throw us fifty dollars, twenty five dollars. We need to get to yes, yes. And let me tell Andrew, let me tell you how massive this could be. Imagine if a majority of Latinos vote to Alex Newsom. What does that do to the entire Democrat narrative nationwide that they own the Latino vote? The, the repercussions of this cannot get bigger than what is about to happen. And we need mm-hmm. to bring that home. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tom, thank you for being here. Thank you for being a Always. good sport. I don't like that you proved me wrong, um, but, you know, I dig you. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Have a good night. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. I'm going to share with you some uh, little nuggets that came out of this Stop the Shot conference today that we talked about last night with Thomas Renz and a disturbing story uh, that Amy Reichert from Reopen San Diego has posted today about something going on in Children's Hospital here in San Diego. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. There was many today. I, I did watch uh, most of the uh, Stop the Shot conference today. Uh, featuring uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Elizabeth Vallette, Attorney Tom Renz, uh, different pastors talking about how uh, important it was for churches to not become agents of government. A couple of the key points that I thought were really uh, interesting was uh, Michael Yaden. He was a former uh, toxicology expert at Pfizer, and he's spoken specifics about um, these shots and one of the reasons why we cannot be going down the road of this collective communist approach of everybody gets jabbed with an with a substance with no matter their age their medical condition uh, their fertility status whether or not they're pregnant what you know you think about kids that have been put on uh, puberty blockers. I mean, you know, to, to just inject everybody with a non-FDA approved substance that's experimental is just absolute insanity. One area that Michael Yader, it's either Yader or Yaden, 
uh, talked about today was fertility. And we know that there's been many questions about the effects on uh, women of reproductive age. And he went into excruciating detail about this one aspect alone when it regards to fertility. He said there is a reason why the medical community has declared that pregnant women should never be given an experimental drug is based on this one word, thalidomide. And that's where an experimental drug was given to pregnant women to stop morning sickness. And at least 10,000, not only were there miscarriages and lost children in the womb, but at least 10,000 Americans were born with severe disabilities. If, you, if you've never seen a thalidomide baby, it was before my generation, but I remember seeing images of it and being absolutely shocked, and it's horrific. Based on that alone, we were never supposed to be giving any woman an experimental drug ever again. They're not even supposed to drink coffee, right? You're not supposed to eat tuna fish. You're not supposed to eat soft cheese, but you're going to be allowed to be injected. He said, not only not pregnant women, but any woman of reproductive age. And let me explain why. He goes on into detail in talking about this particular vaccine, unlike other shots like the flu shot that you might get throughout the year, concentrates the spike protein because this isn't like a an actual vaccine where you get a little bit of the dead virus injected in you, in your arm, and it goes in your blood, and then your body creates antibodies to fight it. No, in this situation, they're forcing your body to actually manufacture the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2. And in this case, where it gets concentrated in women is in the ovaries. And then what happened is they did a test of, of X number of women and they, they, so they did test this on pregnant women. And one of the things that they found, and then they did, they, they injected them. And then they did a test of antibodies in the system. And it was, and the, there was antibodies concentrated in the ovaries. And I'm making a very complicated, he spoke for half an hour, making a very, and I encourage everybody to go to lifesitenews.com and watch him discuss this. Because what happened is, is once your body, a woman's ovaries, start going into overdrive, uh, producing an- you know, antibodies, it's an autoimmune response. And women with autoimmune disorders have a high rate of miscarriages. And they're lucky if they can get past the first trimester. And it's absolutely shocking that there's anybody out there that is continuing to push this nonsense of forced jabs on anybody. He also talked about... Um, uh, how um, this was also producing issues in the fertility system in rats, and they were dying off. And he said that that was the first time in which they needed to stop going any further with even any thought as to injecting pregnant women. He says that what's supposed to happen when you're testing rats and you get, or rodents, and or testing on any animals with shots, is that what you're supposed to do is, if you have a bad reaction... You must have other data that completely con- further studies that will completely contradict and overtake that bad data before you go forward, and that never happened. In fact, we know that one of the things is that, that they've done is they've completely wiped away the concept of natural immunity, and we've talked about this. We've talked about the CDC changing the definition of herd immunity. Herd immunity was defined as natural immunity that you've gotten the virus and you've produced you've you've uh, produced an immunity and resistance against it or and and or vax immunity, which is where your body um, is forced to create immunity to it. Right. Either way, it's your body creating immunity. And now they've taken the natural away 
which is what you get when you come in contact and you have the virus. And now it's all about vax, right? And we've talked about this before pathogenic priming. You're not supposed to inject somebody with a vaccine for something they've already had. That kills animals. And, and if he's saying is true in the healthcare community that when, that you're supposed to stop at that moment, right? Unless you have data otherwise. They not only didn't stop, but they actually didn't test these shots on rodents and on animals at all for pathogenic priming. So Tom Renz, another point that came out today. So to recap on Yater, we're experimenting on pregnant women and it's and and they're being and it's being these jabs and this 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 substance is being concentrated in their ovaries. You think that's a good idea as a, as a woman uh, you know thinking about having a baby having an injection that's experimental and not FDA approved injected into your ovaries? Think about that. Um, the other point that came out today, Tom Renz said that um, he is um, about to produce, and this was based on whistleblowers, that they have evidence that they're about to reveal that proves that under, I think, the age of, of 30, that you have a substantially higher chance of dying from the shots than you do of being helped by it. So this whole conference today was about stopping, it was about freedom of information and stopping these injections until more people can, can be made aware. If you then want to get injected, you know, we live in a free society. But this is why they've got to, they can't have these truths get out there, Skins, about what's going on. And, like, and, and as we've said before, if you want to get, if you want to get, get the jab, get jabbed. But this whole thing of, about jabbing children too. Did you know a number that, I heard today that I've heard before. Do you guess how many kids reportedly, if we can even believe this number, have died from a SARS-CoV-2 to COVID-19? Give me a number. I'm going to guess zero. No, actually 300, which is about a fourth of the number of kids who die uh, every year from the flu. So out of 333 million, I mean, it's actually, I think, more than that. Don't we, we have a normal flu season of like 40,000 people who die, right? And, and, and right. like, in like 25% of that is kids, right? So way more die from the flu. And we don't inject, we don't inject children with experimental substances to top them from getting the flu, right? We don't. Nope. So this is insane. Um, so again, I encourage everybody to go to lifesitenews.com uh, to research that. Uh, and to hear what they've got to say, these doctors. In the final moments, I want to read you really quickly um, what um, was posted today by Amy Reichert. The Behavioral Health Unit and Emergency Room at Children's Hospital has so many children needing one-on-one care for suicidal thoughts that there is a nurse's shortage because they need constant one-on-one care. They cannot be left alone. As for COVID, the registered nurse at Radies told me that the actual risk of severe disease from COVID is 0.001. Children are being told that they might kill someone or someone might kill them, and they've been locked down for a year. Um, we are creating a mass psychological suicidal ideation in our young children. This is the real crisis going on for children. It's not coronavirus. Hat tip to Amy for making that public today. And thank you all for being here.